Hello and welcome to Kohler Commentary with the Korean community. I am so pumped for this relaunch and the many stories and experiences we will get to hear in the days to come. If you're listening to this intro right now, I just want to say thank you so much for your support and for believing in me as I turn this passion project into something greater. As I planned this mini relaunch, I invited my very own husband, Matt Kohler, I guess the founder of the title Kohler Commentary, to come onto the pod and interview me for a change as you guys can kind of get into my mind and understand what my vision, what my hope is for this uh, pod to come. So without further ado, Matt. Hello, everybody. I am honored to be here. Um, I've been kind of just seeing this evolve from the sideline, but I am excited to to be a part of it and to support my wife and all that she's doing. And I'm equally excited just for this Kohler commentary to really take off because I think there's a really cool vision behind it. Thank you. So with that, I would like to just kind of start by asking why the Kohler commentary relaunch? What's your hope with this new vision? You know, nothing crazy is actually changing in the sense that if I think about it, I interviewed pretty much people within the Korean community in the past with the things I did want to give stories into alongside Wanhee. But I really believe in having a strong vision in terms of structure and, and the ways you want to carry things out when you have something you really want to believe in. And so when I first launched the podcast, it was purely for fun to see what this hobby could look like and just take it day by day. But as I continued doing it, I realized I had a heart to make it into something greater. I ultimately want to create a virtual community where there is a space of belonging, learning, and growing that can be cultivated within the actual Korean community. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, I think so. So in Korean, have you heard of this term called chung? I have not at all. <laughs> Please go on. Um, okay, so I don't really know how to explain it too well, but it's this term that kind of exudes a feeling or even an action that represents like a deep love or passion or connection in like some sort of attachment or bond to each other. And so I think when I think of Chong, like I think of just the way that that shaped a lot of my Korean identity, which was not necessarily through like explained circumstances, but just unexplained lived experiences. Is that word like meant to be in the context of like cultural togetherness or is it kind of used broadly what do you mean cultural togetherness like the definition makes sense but like is like if someone were to use that like casually would that imply that it's like this like shared like koreanness or yeah it, uh, yeah so i guess it, it implies a cultural togetherness gotcha. if that's what you're asking my therapist actually asked me like what are things that form my korean identity and i couldn't really explain something but i thought about when i was younger my dad or my parents would always coordinate family ski trips with other church families and we would go drive to colorado right and save airfare by doing 12 hours with other families which was really fun but when i think about that trip i also think about how we would separate into different cars and one car would be excited to watch korean dramas right and for me it was like no one had to explain why we that was like the exciting part of the trip but that was something that made it even more personal for me or like when you think of retreats or the ski trips like you think about oh we're gonna eat so much lamyon and we're gonna like get our face pulsa or like bloated because like this is like 
the time we get to eat this kind of food, right? And so I think like those things also remind me of a chong in the sense of like, it creates this like connection that simple, but so deep that only like you can understand through what you said, like the cultural togetherness. Like, you know, when we lived in San Antonio, um, sometimes because San Antonio is not like as big in the Korean community. And so when we ate at Ilsang, one of our Korean restaurants, mm-hmm. right? Like when she found out that I was Korean or we were both Korean, but when she found out like I could like speak Korean, she would give us the extra panchan without charging us, right? Mm-hmm. That even that is like this sense of chong or like the sense of like understanding like, oh, you and I are connected in a way and I got you in terms of the panchan, right? It could seem a little yeah. like discriminatory, I guess, like to, you know, but like for their well-being, they have to charge, right? Because it's not as their com- customers might not be as much in their city, but they have this like chung, I guess. I hope I'm explaining that right. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I'm surprised I haven't really heard of this terminology before. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And so I think like for me personally, that is something that ties into like when I start interviewing people that have a Korean identity in some shape or form, it allows me to reconnect to that feeling of chong that I think I've missed or I've been lacking for the time that I like left Dallas, I guess. And I, I felt this like loneliness or this lack. And I think I just realized like, you know what? I can just create that connection because I think when you get to connect with those in a community that you share space with, like there is that deeper form that is created. I said create like 10 times. Yeah, so while it's kind of hard to have like a clear explanation of what Chong is, it's also clear that it's very uniquely Korean without a known definition. And so for me, Chong also just like means community. And so when I feel lost or not like me, seeing a childhood friend that knows me fully as Unji, but also knows when I'm Josephine or knows the kind of upbringing that defines and connects us, makes me feel this chong or this belonging that I long for. I think in these recent transient seasons where I've been in San Antonio and in Houston and that part of me just kind of like suddenly went missing, I've realized like I've just been longing for that connection and I can create that connection through conversations with different people that I know and love and can reconnect with over the podcast. And so I think in a simple term, it's a selfish reason for this relaunch, which is to get that chung and and let that manifest. But in a broader sense, it would be that I would hope to allow others who do miss that same feeling to be able to listen in and and get theirs back or figure out ways to connect with those loved the loved ones in their lives so that they can also do that. I think in this platform, I want to be able to connect with others. I want to amplify the stories of people in this community because I think there's just so much that we have gone through. And then a lot of times we want to portray images of success or honor but sometimes we just need a space to share the struggle and the processing and the healing that we need to go through. So yeah, I'm excited to do that and then ultimately even widen my own narrow perspective of what the Korean identity means. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think as we get older, it's more and more obvious that like we don't, it's harder to naturally find ourselves unless we're like really fortunate, I guess, in, in our experiences to find ourselves with the same level of I don't know, comfort maybe that we go up with. So this is actually a pretty cool opportunity to do that. I guess, I don't know. I've seen so much virtual stuff come up over the last couple of years and realizing how 
connected it can be which is weird because you're like more distant physically from people but yeah and i think a part of me was like oh when we move back to dallas or if we move back to dallas then i'll start it then or whatnot but i think just in this time of waiting i realized like we still don't know where we're going to end up in terms of post-residency so why wait why not create that when we can with technology with the virtual resources that we have today so you mentioned about kind of doing this within the Korean community, uh, which I guess, you know, sounds kind of exclusive, even though it has this huge kind of meaning to you. So, so, so what does that mean? Like kind of focusing on the Korean community? I think using the word community was important for me. Recently, we had done an Enneagram series and I had shared I'm an Enneagram too, but more like specifically, if you look at like the subtypes which is a whole nother level right i'm a social enneagram too and what that means is that i mean i'm not gonna go into it too deep but in terms of like working it's like a working in behind the scenes to extend a sense of influence within a group or to help a larger entity move in a certain direction that grows and achieves or you know like experiences some sort of breakthrough and so i think like that really defines a lot of the way I love relationships is I love interacting with people personally. But when it comes to thinking of like a way to bring a community into like new levels, that really excites me. So even when I think about when I was younger, I always wanted to have a birthday party and I didn't want to have separate ones. I always wanted to just have one big one and bring my school Korean friends and my church friends and then my other friends like all together because I like seeing people come together and even meet each other or like have their own friendships after that and like an immature part of me would probably be like oh what they're closer th- with each other than they are with me now but in the two-ness of me i really liked seeing that community being built also something we had when we were in youth group is something called fuse and the pastors would unite all the local youth groups together so it wasn't just one youth group all the churches would come together and i thought it was the coolest thing where like as youth leaders, we were able to lead some of these events and just seeing all these people come together for ultimately the reason of Jesus and glorifying Jesus and doing things to come, like knowing each other because we're connected by him. I was like so grateful to be a part of that. And so I think those are things that really ignite this community building sense in me. And as I continue to grow, I realized that's still like a huge part of me, like wanting to build that community. And so that's another part of where the Korean community and the intentional word kind of places into the tagline of this podcast. That makes a lot of sense. That's cool that you guys did that. We didn't have anything like it. We didn't have the dong like y'all did. (laughs) But at the same time, I think I also grew up feeling like Koreans and hearing that like Koreans can be exclusive. Like, you know, we have like, screen names that were like KRN pride, Korean pride and stuff like that. I always heard like we were such a small country. And so there's like so much pride in like the ways that we've endured and the ways that we've succeeded and, and influenced as a country um, in such big ways that you can just see are growing in our culture today or society today. But I also think I want to say that like when I say Korean community, I don't want to exclude those that feel like, oh, that must not be me then. I want to be able to listen to stories of people that might be children of immigrants from countries that are not like Korean American. Like 
I think we just, I, maybe it's near, like I think Korean American and I think like Dallas Korean American when I think of that, right? And then and then that's where my chong comes from. But then I want stories to be amplified of people like Korean Brazilian, Korean Australian or adoptees and their stories and what that looked like for them. Or, you know, in this case where sometimes we've found a disconnect is you and I don't look into our Korean identity the same. And something I did that wasn't very correct of me was assume in my mind that I'm more Korean than you in a sense, right? And I don't think that was correct. And I think even creating some sort of like tension in marriage. And I think like rather than a part of it is like us and our communication with marriage. But I think at the same time, it's an example of people who have different ties to what builds their Korean identity, Mine is built very, like I shared earlier, off of lived experiences, right? And so I've never had to explain what that looks like. But for some other people, it could be tied to one parent, right? And what that means to them or whatnot. And and like even for us, as we raised Jaden, he's a mixed kid. And I just like would love to hear the perspectives of other Koreans who I believe are fully Korean, even if they're happy or whatnot, right? Like, and what that identity looks like for them and how that has built them up, if that makes sense. Like, so, I would love to interview you and your siblings someday if they would be open, but I don't know if like, they would be open to it unless you're listening maybe. right now. And just like hearing that because like I have front row seats to people who have like a definitely a different perspective than I had growing up. So do you feel like your Dallas Koreanness is like a like a unique thing. I, I think that kind of stood out to me that, I mean, it sounds like if you were around other Koreans, that still wouldn't be for you that same level of like Dallas Korean. Probably even that, right? Like there are so many different subgroups of what that looks like. And I think, you know, like what you had asked earlier is like Koreans can tend to be exclusive. And even sometimes I didn't feel Korean enough around my friends because some of them were like fluent in Korean or they knew all the correct terms or whatever. And my Korean is more broken than theirs. Right. Or in like the flip side, when I'm around other Korean people who have like a mixed background or whatnot, like and if they ask me a question about a certain custom or a tradition I feel not Korean enough when I don't have the right answer because I actually didn't do like research about things. I just lived it. And so then I know it because it's my innate growing upness, but not necessarily something I like researched like I did like Spanish in school. So are you, are you looking forward to ways to, I don't know, expand even how you view Koreanness through this? Because, you know, you'll be talking to a lot of people that you didn't know growing up and that I guess maybe even their Koreanness means something different to them than yours does yeah you even within the same you know nationality or term or whatever do you believe you're just as korean as i am i don't or know do you, do you ever feel like you want to believe that or if that's not something you cared about and people might have different levels of needing that as a part of their identity i guess that's multiple questions the first one do you think you are my instinct would probably be to say no i guess maybe it's that's more of like the social group slash like church group grew up in like i feel like mine wasn't comprised of a lot of korean right. people so i my instinct to answer that question would be no but i think i would like it to be as important to me in terms of having had a big influence on my family including like right my mom and her ancestors and stuff like that yeah so I, I guess knowing it and like appreciating it and kind of striving to make it important i want to have like that i think just as much but but yeah i i don't think i would 
consider myself as right whatever that means i yeah. guess like as korean as yeah others I don't, yeah because i definitely don't want people i don't want to put that need on people and this could be like projecting but i do want like Jaden to be able to know that he is a like a mixed race child but also like he can feel fully white if he wanted to but i also want him to feel fully korean as well I don't want him to be like, oh, I'm only 75%, right? And I think like, then I wonder, you know, just in general, like when people say I'm I'm a halfie, right? Or like whatnot, like what, like does that affect them at all? Or I don't know, you know, things like that. I'm just curious on, on those levels. And so even yeah. like asking parents how they parent their mixed children or asking like different people what their experiences were, I think just broadens and like widens and humbles that Korean perspective while still keeping like remaining true to who you are and what your own identity is built up upon. I guess what I'm saying is like, I think like even spouses that are not Korean, but marry into Korean, they're Korean. They're in the Korean community, even if they're not a Korean identify, like, a, you know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. I think that's what this podcast is for is like, it's not meant to be exclusive, but it's meant to be defined. So you know what you're coming when you're coming in, you know what you're getting in terms of like, in some way, there's going to feel there's going to be like that sense of chong or that sense of like, mm, I get what she feels or, you know, like, or oh, I didn't know that was what someone might feel like it. And it's not like I'm going to be like, in each podcast, oh, so what is your Korean identity, right? Like, that's not like what we're looking into all the time. But, you know, whether it's interviewing someone who I feel like is someone I shared something with in the past and learning more about their story without ever talking about their identity, but a listener knowing like, oh, she's Korean and this is just something I related to. Or it could be a spouse too that's not Korean, but is in the community and shares their story. And then someone else in that same, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think centering this around this idea of Chung is a good one. I think that that's like a really good tie between people, even if um, like a lot of their life story is different. So, so I guess with that, I mean, what do you feel like we can expect through this podcast? Well, expect in terms of structure. I, I want to commit to biweekly episodes with stories or experiences from different guests, but also from time to time experiences from ourselves. Because I think you and I represent parts of the Korean community that are very different from each other. I also want to be able to build like local community, but dream big in the sense of like maybe someday getting like Laura is or mm-hmm. Jane Park King or Steph Bay. <laughs> Do you know any of these people? Yeah, these are in the instars, right? These are the mommy influencers I follow. Or even like some companies that like have been built off of their Korean roots, just like the drink suit or the future anti-brand giveaways I have coming ahead um, or anti-brand. Even if my guests are local or only like an immediate connection to me, I find that to be a win. But I also hope to interview people that are from different races or from different immigrant backgrounds um, or have different stories of what that Korean identity looks like for them come on the pod so I can listen. And I think something that I'm worried about is like feeling uncomfortable being on the host side of all of this because when the chong is there, right? It's really easy for me to flow out sentences and conversation. But when the chong is not there or it's not as easy, right? Like I might feel, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say. Or like I might feel uncomfortable. And I think that's something I want to challenge myself in um, to practice that and have those, I'm not quoting 
Emmanuel, but uncomfortable conversations <laughs> in our space, in our community. Well, I mean, it sounds like there's a vision behind this for sure. Um, I know kind of things have already begun launching up and, and I guess who, who can we expect on the front end? Do you have kind of a, a list of people that, that, that we'll be hearing sure. from? Um, so our lineup for the next couple of months, since we're doing bi-weekly, our debut guest is Grace Yoon, who um, will be sharing her story and her journey from trying and soon becoming a mother. And then we have... Dr. Monica Chung, who will also share her own story on the flip side, being a IVF doctor. She has a lot more, but I forgot right now. Um, and then we have Mina Park, who is one of my onnis who went to UT. She's your year. And mm -hmm. she's a CEO of a creative media agency. And so she's going to kind of share what that looks like. And I think that's cool because... I think creatives were kind of like a taboo mm. industry for a lot of Asian Americans. Um, we're going to do a little pause in between and it's our anniversary. So surprise, you and I are going to talk about some reflections because I think a lot of things within our marriage came from cultural disconnect, even though we're tied through Korean identity. Yeah. Um, so I think that will be kind of interesting as we reflect over our anniversary. April 28th. Um, yep. Stay tuned. Well, we're going to do it the week before. April 21st. 19th. 19th. And then um, right before Mother's Day, who I'm really excited about is Lily Yoon. Oh, now Lily Kim, as she kind of shares her journey from um, having a child at a young age and kind of navigating that journey and up to now where she's married and really successful and the ways that she's been building up and just like a story of like a lot of redemption and victory. So yeah, that's a little sneak peek of what's to come and then hopefully continue to build up from there. I That's, that's the lineup so far. And then I obviously have to continue emailing and asking. And if you're listening to this right now and you believe you have a really powerful story yourself, then I would love for you to contact me. The website is coming live soon and there's an inquire button on there where you can just share like what you feel like you want to share about and then we can put you into the calendar too and i think something about this is like i think like obviously people have big dreams as well so like even if they someday dream that they want to share their story on like oprah or whatever big platform like this can be a stepping stool stepping stone um where you can like practice sharing that story and even use it as a way to gain your own confidence or like ground yourself in in believing in what you have to offer yeah, that's cool i mean even as you're talking about the upcoming speakers like as you say each one like oh my gosh like what a cool story that person has like that's gonna be crazy to hear but then i think i realized like you could probably pick anyone to get yeah. on and there's something about what you would share that yeah. would be like dang like that's really unique and interesting and makes you like worthy to be a podcast speaker and so i feel i'm yeah. realizing i feel like that's kind of everyone which is probably the cool part of this is that it's it's like um there's this tie between everyone this yeah this koreanness this chung but, <laughs> chung, 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 chung. but at the same like time a J, not a uh, but at the same time <laughs> there's also like a uniqueness to each one that i guess makes each person's koreanness yeah. a little different because of what they've been through so yeah. i'm pretty so excited these, to yeah these and these guests things. are more like my direct community and so it could sound more comfortable but i hope like as we move forward i would become more uncomfortable like i said earlier with conversations in different angles and perspectives um someone also submitted on um they already you know wanted to 
listen and or contribute ideas of what they would want to hear and even just like other things that don't have to be as deep but like someone's traveling to korea and this person would be the best person to come on the pod and recommend like places to visit in 2023 or you know like i haven't been to korea since 2013 and so that would be kind of nice to have those resources here in that sense or a playlist of the best k-pop stuff today because i'm still listening to big bang or 2 p.m do you know those uh, I never oh, heard Taeyang. of Oh, Taeyang is in one of them. Big oh, Bang. Yeah. He, he like, like yeah, those. Yeah, that's like those. long time ago, but that's like the only thing I know. And so I think those would be cool, like just pop culture type things as well. Yeah, well, we've heard a lot about the guests to come and a lot of exciting things to look forward to. We This is probably our best opportunity to get to know you, the person that will be leading a lot of these conversations. So I think it would be cool to... Just ask some fun questions to get to know uh, Unji. Okay. Does that sound okay? Sure. Okay. A lot of these are just going to kind of be rapid fire, fun questions. I'll give you a few serious, more serious ones at the end. Okay. Okay. We're going to start with this to get to know the old, the old Unji. What was your nickname in school growing up and why? In school? Uh, nickname as a kid. Okay. Well, in school, it was like Mojo Jojo or Josie and the Pussycat Dolls, whatever it was like. Was it just because they had your name in it? Yeah. Um, which I, I mean, I like Mojo Jojo because he was like that monkey, I think, in Powerpuff. I don't know. So those are school. And then at church, I mean, my name is Josephine, but at church, everyone called me Unji. I'm still not sure why. But one of my nicknames, which I guess is kind of like a trolling nickname is, do you know? do you know what it is? Yeah. What? Dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone started calling me Munji and then it's Unji the Munji. Which you like I call you that. Yeah, because that was a name. Like, it's not like you just made that up. Like you yeah, heard obviously. me say <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean like it's just like it, the more I think of it was like they're calling me Dust. But it's just fun like having those nicknames and so that was probably my nickname growing up. Hmm. On the same theme of kind of old school memories, um, if you could go back and relive one family memory from the past what would you choose don't, oh. don't think too hard what, just what comes to mind all the trips we would drive to memphis we went to memphis twice a year um to spend time with my dad's side of the family and that was my favorite times ever growing up mm. yeah i had like four boy cousins and i showered with them or bathed with them and we <laughs> played power rangers and land before time and sardines and i wonder if that's a asian thing bathing with your siblings i mean i hope to do that with Jaden someday if, if we have another we used to do that growing up we loved it it would be like my we liked it too much so my parents only let us do it on like holidays and birthdays <laughs> i mean once there was a certain age i remember it became just me and my brother because i think my sister was too old and then my brother and i had to stop at some point too mm. I, it was just fun to do that with each other and i mean like i would want Jaden to do that with his friends too until he's like three or four if if we, like if everyone had to do a triple shower or something you know together <laughs> who do you wish you could go back in time and have a conversation with your mom oh why because she's your one of, she is your most important person in your life and so maybe that answer would have been different six years ago i don't know years ago but since i've met you that's my answer i would love to have gotten to have one conversation with her and hear like what her like style of talk is like or mm. like you know the way she talks about certain things like that tells a lot about people as well or 
while eating her food one day. I don't know. Like, I think that would be my mm -hmm. person. That's a great answer. They yeah. might like Gandhi or something, but no. no. Well, you're you make your mom sound better than Gandhi, so I think yeah, I'm at a plus with that. Okay. And she has so she's she's your that's how we share our Korean identity too. That's true. That's very true. What advice would you go back if you could go back to talk to your 18-year-old self? 18? Yeah. Don't let heartbreak win you over. <laughs> 18. Win you over? Like don't like let take over. Yeah, like don't let heartbreak dictate who you truly are. Mm. Uh, if I think about 18, that's definitely It's another identity type thing. Yeah. Just having your identity in your heartbreak. Yeah. I listen to a lot of Kim Bomsu. I know that song. You do? I don't know. I do you know what Pogoshipta so. means? Yeah. Uh, I definitely do, but I don't want to say it wrong. It's it, okay. It, it's like... um. Think about heartbreak yeah, yeah, and someone yeah. saying Pogo. It's like I miss you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I miss you. I want to see you. Yeah, I, I want to see you because I, I miss so. you type of I, I want to see you. I thought so. Good. Those those themes were like if you could go back. Okay. Now this will be like thinking forward. What's your dream vacation? What is or what what? What is? My dream vacation is going to Korea with you and now Jaden. I've been wanting to go with you to Korea for years. And we have not. Thanks a lot, COVID. How about outside of Korea? Like, what, like, what, what do you want to see in the world? The most? In the world, oh, that um, borealis lights, oh, borealis, the green lights. Can make that happen thing. sometime? Can we make Korea happen first, though? <laughs> yeah. Korea okay. is really my number one. If you could live in a TV series or movie, what would you choose? I guess Friends. That's just like normal America. You just live in New York. Oh, like what it was. Like you could live you just in like said a TV series or, or movie. You, you could live in like the Avatar world or I the guess Harry, Potter, Harry world. Potter I've had a lot of dreams in the last year of like Harry Potter scenarios in, in my dreams. So I think that would be the. Oh, yeah. Remember one time I woke up and I said I had a really good episode of Harry mm. Potter? Okay. Let's see. Okay. A couple more. What's the biggest thing that you could brag about yourself that very uh, few people already know? So not, something that's, already so not something that's well known. But something that like you could really brag about yourself. I can't brag about myself. That's the point of the question. So brag about yourself about something that most people don't know. I uh, I make up good tunes to children's books to Jaden. Mm. Can you give us a sample? No. <laughs> Peekaboo, Jaden. Who could it be? It is Harmony looking at me. No one's going to know this book. Now clap your hands. Wait something in there is Haraboji smiling at she's me. wrapping a customized book that smooch, i made smooch, for Jayden, who is this it is emo give a kiss okay. now Jaden's oh lean lean back now back down i am sam jones buttercup <laughs> back up i don't know i'm doing it from memory okay okay bounce that bounce is a talent on my knee becky emo likes <laughs> okay okay and then last couple questions these are more serious ones i guess what change would you most like to see in yourself moving forward these next two years? We'll say. My, I think something I have cultivated habit-wise is a very big flight to fight. Or is that the right term? What are you trying I to would mean? like to be better at my initial emotional response to stressful situations. Hmm. I think I get into very flight mode. 
or fight mode when I guess I should, I don't think I should be like calm mode. I don't think calm is the answer, but I think just like don't get all up in my head. And that is something that happened as I lost more of who I was in my Koreanness. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not my Koreanness, but would you say that one for me? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a big one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, also, I guess like I would like to gain some muscle back. Mm. That's a physical one. That's important. I'm too. very weak now. That's important too. Last question right now. What are five words that would best define yourself currently? And then what are five words that you would like to define yourself with? Uh, this is like on the top of my head. Yeah. Five words that describe me right now. And then five words that you would like to be like, I want these five words to describe me. Okay. <laughs> what if I only have good words right now? Huh? I am charismatic. I am insecure. I am relational. I am perseverant. Is that a persistent? Perseverant? Persistent. Or I persevere. We'll just say that. And I am caring. Okay. What do I want to be? What are like the five biggest words you would want to define yourself as? I want... They can overlap. Yeah. Um, I want maturity. I guess emotional to be specific. Consistent. Faithful. Like mm-hmm. to God. Like faithful. Mm-hmm. And that, that would mean like faith in him, right? So like in, in circumstances. Um, faithful fast <laughs> like physically yeah okay i think in in the future i i i physically fast yeah i feel like i'm that's fine. weak sauce embarrassing and how do you say like, like proud of myself is that not one word though like yeah, um proud but not prideful yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. proud in like a good, good way i'm too hard on myself so like proud of myself yeah interesting there's no overlap but to be fair this is very like sudden so if i sat down for even 10 minutes these answers would all be i think the five you said i could i agree that all those five i think are things that you strive for or that would be important to you i think those are good answers oh i I want to like boundarying boundaries Hmm. bonus word bonus yeah boundaries that's good we can keep we can uh keep tabs on these and yeah even through the podcasting draw some of these out maybe all right well that's all i got i think through this we now know our host unji a little bit better than we did earlier so thanks for taking me through this intro episode as a as a guest well i am honored to be a host once i am also eager to turn it back over i think she's much better at hosting than i am so i'm excited to hear what's to come i think she really does have a lot of really great guests coming on so definitely stay tuned and if you want more and you just can't wait make sure you stay tuned and mark your calendars for tuesday march 8th because like i showed in the sneak peek grace yoon will be joining us and i promise you she has a story you wouldn't want to miss if you want to go on to my instagram at Kohler Commentary, spelled with a K-O-L-L-E-R, at Kohler Commentary, there will be a link where you can sign up for the email list. Our website is coming up soon. So all these ways you can get involved and stay hyped. I just love and appreciate all the support and hope I can make you guys proud. Tune in Tuesday for Kohler Commentary with the Korean community.